Good morning, 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 and good morning. Welcome to the Midweek Power Nugget, where 15 minutes of your day can change, will change. Since you let God be God and wake you up this morning, why don't you continue to let God be God and speak to your heart this morning? God has something to say to us. And we are grateful that God cares about us enough and loves us enough to wake us up this morning, to give us the ability of our limbs, to keep us clothed in our right mind, to give us ears to hear. And now I pray that we have a heart to receive. Let us pray. Our gracious Father, we glorify you today. We love you today because you first loved us We thank you on this morning for waking us up. We thank you for keeping us safe on last night. God, even if we didn't sleep the best, you still kept us safe. There are some that laid in their bed last night not realizing that tragedy would strike and they would no longer leave that bed. There were some that laid their heads down, but they were awakened out of their sleep with the phone call to a senseless tragedy. There are some that laid their head down last night, but it wasn't in a bed, and it wasn't on a pillow, and it wasn't under cover. And, God, it's not that we have been so wonderful, so gracious, so magnificent in everything that we do, that these things happen to us or for us. It is simply because of your grace and your mercy towards us. God, we will never be able to express our gratitude. And so now, God, as we study in your word this morning, like we've done so many Wednesday mornings before, we ask, as we always ask, that you would speak to us, and we know we'll be spoken to. God, that you would touch us, and we know that we have been touched by you. God, change us, and we know that we would have been changed for the better. God chastised us, and we know that your correction is coming because you love us. God, we bless you now. We bless you for these that are on the call this morning. God, thank you for sparing their lives. God, thank you for keeping them. God, thank you for protecting them. God, thank you for providing for them. And God, we pray a special blessing on those that may still be on their way. We pray a special blessing on those who may have no desire to join. God, I pray, God, that you would speak to their hearts, and God, that they would understand the man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God, we glorify you today. We give you honor. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Again, we thank God for you. We thank God for every remembrance of you. Last week, we started talking about the power of money, the power of money. And we are going to continue in that wise, speaking about Uh, financial things, financial situations, financial planning uh, for the rest 
of the month. And so we're going to go to Malachi. We're going to go to Malachi, the third chapter. And we're going to start at the eighth verse. And before I start reading, many may be familiar with this scripture, may have heard the scripture in church, uh, may have heard the scripture uh, leading into giving at the church. And I want to make sure that we keep this in context when we hear what God is saying. In Malachi, the third chapter, uh, God starts to speak to the priest. He starts to speak to the priest. He is not speaking to the members of the temple, those that come into the temple to pray, but he was speaking directly to the leaders of the church. So, as we read this, I need you to understand it from that context that that is what God is doing. He is speaking to the leaders. However, the leaders were responsible of pushing this down and teaching the people. So, Malachi 3, we're going to start at the 8th verse. From the New American Standard Bible, it says this, Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Again, talking to the leaders. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. And test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. Then I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of the ground, nor will your vine in the field cast its grapes, says the Lord of hosts. All nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. I'm going to read this again from the New Living Translation, the New Living Translation. Again, starting at verse 6, Malachi, the third chapter. New Living Translation says this, I am the Lord and I do not change. That is why your descendants of Malachi, excuse me, of Jacob are not already destroyed. I went back a couple of verses. We started at verse 8 before. I'm at verse 6. Now I'm at 7. Now even the days of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. Now return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. But you ask, how can we return when we have never gone away? Now, verse 8, should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When do we ever cheat you? you? You have cheated me out of the tithes and offering due to me. You are under a curse, for your whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, said the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insect and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all the nations will call you blessed, 
for your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies, and the word of the Lord is blessed. You may be wondering, well, since that was addressed to the, the, the priest, why are you reading it to us? Because I want you to understand something, and that's what I want to talk to you about today. Financial provision demonstrates God's power. Let me say it again. Financial provision demonstrates God's power. Although God was speaking to the priest in this instance, just like in every other area of the word of God, it does not mean that this is not significant to us, that it is not pertaining to us, and that we are not to follow this word. Let me say it again. It's not that it's not significant to us, that it doesn't pertain to us, and that we are not to follow this word. This word is still in action today. Why? Because God is a supernatural God, and he wants to demonstrate his power to both believers and non-believers. And one way that he does that, one way that he's choosing to do that, one means that he uses to do this is through the miraculous provision of resources, including money. What do I mean by miracle? Miracle. A miracle is a supernatural and natural event where the precise timing brings glory to God. Where the precise timing brings glory to God. When someone uh, uh, gives you a prophetic word and you're like, how can they know that? I just talked about that. That is a miracle. That is God using a supernatural gift of prophecy to demonstrate his power. God does the same thing with our money. The supernatural power of God can be gloriously manifested when particular financial need arises and then an unexpected and unsolicited gift is provided by someone who was completely unaware of that need. What does the scripture say? Prove me now. Test me. Test me with your giving. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Why was God talking to the priests? Because the people were bringing their tithes and their offering to the church, and the priests weren't doing what they needed to do. They would, and, and again, you know, it wasn't necessarily money at that time. They would bring grain. They would bring uh, of their uh, uh, livestock, their their sheep or their calves but it was still tithe. However it is that they were giving at that time, it was still considered a tithe, a tenth of what they owed. We don't have livestock. Many of us don't have fields where we pull grain, but we do have financial resources. In those days, that's exactly what people would use for their money their property, their livestock, their, the, the harvest from their land. We use currency. So the people, the, the priest, would take from the currency being used at that time and not leave it in the church. But the people were giving. 
they were giving. So what am I saying to you? I'm saying to you that in order for us to see the financial provision, the supernatural power of God through our giving, we've got to give. We cannot be in a place where we are so selfish that we are so tight with our money that we don't see the supernatural power of God. Think it not strange, y'all. When in the beginning of the year, it looks like everything's going wonderful, everything's going great. Why? Because you committed to tithing, you committed to giving the way that you were doing the year before at the beginning of the year, and look, things look like they're wonderful and great, and what do we do? We start slipping, we start slacking, we start holding on to our money, and then not only is our money funny, but our change is strange. Huh? Come on, I know I'm talking to somebody. Because then we start slipping. Then we figure when we start slipping, well, you know, the the the, the money is is running strange. So I'm gonna have to pull off of what I'm doing at the church right now, till that gets straight. And notice how y'all it never gets back straight that year. Why? Because we're not trusting God who owns the money. Remember, the money belongs to God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It's his anyway. We're not giving God what belongs to him. He, in turn, is not showing his power, his supernatural power, through our giving because we're holding on to something that doesn't belong to us. Oh, I hope somebody is hearing me on today. You've got to search your heart. Why am I not doing what it is that I know God is blessing me through? Why did I stop giving? Why did I quit doing what I know God is calling for me to do? God is speaking to you, not just through me, but God speaks to you, and God tells you what to do, but we become like the children of Israel, and we want to do it our own way. And people of God, we will keep ourselves from seeing the promised land of financial wellness, financial prosperity. And I'm not talking about a prosperity gospel. I'm talking about letting God be God in every aspect of our lives, including finances. Trust God today. That's what the scripture says. Put me to the test. He says it so clearly in the New Living Translation. Try it. Try it. Put me to the test. And when you do that, God won't let you down. Let's pray. Father, we do now thank you. We thank you for speaking to us today, God. God, you intended to bless us so that we have our financial needs met, but you never intended for us to be so tight-gripped in it that we can't see your power through it. God, help us today to redirect our thinking and know that you are our source. Amen and amen. God bless each and every one of you. Have an amazingly God-blessed day.